So I am getting that itch to like storytell and document and share, but you know, getting up in the morning and not just picking up my phone and scrolling. It's just so nice to not have that um, filler. Like when you have a second to spare, it's like, let me see what's happening. I feel so calm and at peace. And it's something I've been striving for, for it feels like forever is to get that inner kind of calm. And I don't know, just social media just feels like so much mental clutter. Welcome to the Social Complex Podcast, where we are diving into the complex impact and influence of social media on brands, brains, and the bigger picture of our modern world. Here's your host, Hillary Applegate. Welcome back to another week of the Social Complex Podcast. Today, we are chatting with Sarah Boland all about mental health entrepreneurship and what it is like to be the founder and CEO of a creative-inspired app while taking a hiatus from social media. Sarah Boland is the founder of the content app LifeLapse. LifeLapse is an app that makes creating stop motion videos simple and easy. With more than 10,000 five-star reviews, it's a must-have app for all creators. Sarah is a serial entrepreneur creating businesses to solve problems she runs into in her real life. This includes the business Famtography, which delivers prompts and tips to families that notoriously forget to get pictures of each other in a way that captures more memories and less unflattering angles. In this episode, we discuss the grind of entrepreneurship, mental health highs and lows, as well as how Sarah went on a social media break to give her time to recover, realign, and recenter herself. There's so much to discuss. Let's get into it. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am thrilled. I am an enthusiast of your work and what you do and the app that you've created. I absolutely love it. So let's give an introduction to you and your organization and what you do. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Sarah. I'm the founder of Life Flaps. It is a stop motion video app and I have a few other businesses on the side, but Life Flaps is the bread and butter. <laughs> Tell us yes. more. Like what drove you to even starting Life Flaps? Where were you at in your career and what really picked up interest for you to do that? Yeah, so my background's always been in photography, video, filmmaking. I went to film school, and then I was working in marketing departments for different brands, creating their social media videos. This was before TikTok, before even Instagram had video. It was, like, all for Facebook and YouTube. And, like, just seeing how impactful video storytelling was for a business, it just, like, opened my eyes up to see where the world is going digitally and how it's important to tell stories, but not every brand has a budget to hire a full-time in-house videographer to shoot and edit and do all their videos. So yeah, Life Lapse was born out of a need to create a really cool piece of technology that is easy to use for anyone. You don't have to have a film school diploma. You don't need to have experience creating video. But the end result would be really cool and eye-catching. So it's not just like a regular video editor or a camera stop motion. It's it's pretty complex process if you don't have, you know, an all-in-one app like LifeLaps. Um, So yeah, our mission is just to make the process super easy and simple and pretty much democratize creativity. Uh, I steal that one from Canva. Uh, I like to use that line from their founder, Melanie. I think her name's Melanie... Perkins, 
yeah, just make it super accessible. I love it. And I'm a huge fan of the app myself and definitely have used it for some of my clients. But the little ghost feature that you guys have where it's really easy to track and trace exactly where Mm. things are, it just it uh, adds a layer of I would say quality to the video content that you wouldn't just be able to produce by like clicking on your phone to get a picture. You, you know, you're going to move things accidentally, but the ghost mode is my favorite. It makes life yes. so easy. It's the worst when you're like shooting stop motion. And if you didn't have that ghost feature, you're like, you know, you're not sure if you did touch off something and then you spend all this time making a really tedious stop motion, like, Adam Scott and Parks and Rec when he makes it. I don't know if you watch that yes, show. Ooh, yes. And then it's like he plays back two days worth of work and it's like five seconds and he's like, oh my God. But yeah, then you play it back and it's not what you expected because you didn't, you touched off something and then you have to completely start over. So but the then ghost you can just go definitely back. helps with that. You yes. can go back. You can like, if you didn't like a shot, you're not stuck with it till the end of time. It's really, oh. Life Lapse is amazing. Yeah. Everyone go check it out, download it, look at it for yourself. Even if you're not going to be doing like a brand page or anything like that, it's incredibly fun for your own page. Like, yeah, there's like, like, yeah, there's so many things you can do with it. Like hyperlapse videos. Um, there's tons of tutorials inside of the app if you need some like inspiration or ideas on, on what to shoot. But yeah, especially with TikTok and Reels blowing up now, it's, you know, not everyone wants to lip sync and dance on camera so there's other cool creative ways you can stand out without um doing the you know the pointing and all that other stuff though I I do that too so I'm I'm guilty yep (laughs) oh I do too I mean I'm not a I'm not a dancer by any means I don't think I could do that it's not my style but it is funny because we see so many different, everyone's feeds are different. Like what you're mm-hmm. seeing on your feed is drastically different from mine, the person next to me. So sometimes when we're getting into brainstorms around content and we're talking about TikTok trends or anything that we're seeing, like the trends are all over the place. I'm like, I didn't even know that was trending. And my little, you know, oh, Gen, yeah. Gen Zers are like, oh yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> like I'm in millennial TikTok. I don't know anything about that. It's funny, they do like, I feel like they will mostly transition, but the content will be different, right? Like, a mom will apply a dance, I mean, I'm on mom talk, obviously, because I'm a mom, <laughs> but they'll apply some Gen Z kind of style dance to like, learning how to, like, teaching their kids something or cleaning up a mess. Like, it's, that's what I love about the trend is you can really apply it to any kind of niche or any area of life, whether it's like, travel or cooking or whatever it is so what is going on on mom talk right now i don't have tiktok at the moment so i could not tell you yes (laughs) sarah is on a social media hiatus as a creator brand i love it tell us more about that what what drove what was like predecessing the hiatus and made you decide to take a break from social media I will preface by saying I'm very fortunate to have a team at my company and I do have somebody posting on my brand, but I have, yeah, all social media apps deleted off my phone. The only one I have, and I don't know if you'd even consider this social media is Pinterest, but, uh, I like, I deleted LinkedIn, everything, but yeah, basically my mental health was at an all time low this spring. I don't know if you guys like dive into that at all on this podcast, but to go there, basically I discovered 
I had PMDD. It's premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And for the past six months, like after I gave birth, I guess my hormones did a shift or something. But I would just have these like huge breakdowns and I didn't really correlate the dates to my cycle until maybe a month and a half ago. So basically, I just thought I was in this like huge depression and anxiety. And it was very overwhelming because it's like I went through all these fertility issues to get my twins and I had miscarriages. So it's like, finally, I have my kids now. My business is good. I've got a team. We were building a cabin. The cabin was all built. So it's like, why do I feel so overwhelmed with life that like when I have everything, I have everything that I've wanted, like my dreams have come true, but everything just felt so overwhelming. And I, I like, I've never felt that in my life. And I've, I've gone through like my father passed away. I had the miscarriages. I've gone through some stuff, but it was never like this. So yeah, anyways, I talked to my doctor and I'm in therapy. I'm a very like, I'm a, a type three Enneagram, the achiever. <laughs> I think it's type three. But yeah, so whenever I have an issue, I like, I dive heads in and I want solutions. So as soon as I was kind of aware that this was a pattern of something's not right here, I like talked to my doctor, therapy, all that stuff. So to come back to your question, <laughs> I could not deal with social media. Like I could barely deal with getting out of bed to brush my teeth, let alone help my husband take care of the kids or you know, do any of that stuff. So I really had to put me and my family first and social media was just like another layer. As you know, like it can be very overwhelming just with what's going on in the world or just seeing what other people are up to and, you know, comparing yourself, even if, you know, it's, it's, it's Instagram and not reality. It's still hard to kind of separate the two and do the comparing. So yeah, I deleted all that off my phone um, early May. We had an issue with our our cabin, and that was the final straw for me. We found out that basically the engineer who designed part of the cabin like missed this huge boulder <laughs> behind our cabin. Oh, no. So we had to leave, and we can't go there now until it's fixed, and there's like a lawyer involved. So that was a final straw for me on top of all the other mental health stuff that I've been dealing with. And you know what? I am at the best place I've been like mentally, physically in years, probably in like three or four years. That has to feel like such a weight lifted off your shoulders. Yes. Like I tell my husband, like, I'm just, I'm so happy. Like I can't, Yeah. I can't believe the contrast between like two months ago versus now. Isn't that amazing how much the inner body and mind just can totally mess with you? And as entrepreneurs, we always want to perform at our highest. We want to perform at our peak. And we always correlate like burnout with working too hard. But there's this other layer of not – I wouldn't even consider it burnout, but it's just you – almost forget to pay attention to other parts like how are your hormones mm-hmm. doing life changes what's going on at home and what's going on in your mind your brain your body your gut all of that relates back to how you're operating so i think it's really admirable that you had the wherewithal to even in that 
horrible space to say, hey, this something's not right. I need to get some support and really work through this. And then also having the wherewithal to cut off things that are no longer at this moment serving you. Yeah. I also took like a month off work. So on top of deleting social media, I just felt like I was just flailing for my team. And I just, there's just like all this guilt and shame of like, I know I'm not well. And it's like, you know, it's a snowball effect on everyone around me in my life. My therapist was like, well, does your team want a person to come up like strong and feel good about themselves? Or do they want someone who's, you know, feeling so overwhelmed and maybe projecting that onto them. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you're right. Cause I was like, I can't take time off work. I don't like, I need, I need to, I've got lots to do. <laughs> like I can't just leave my team for a month, but it ended up being like such a great thing. Cause I'm good now. I feel awesome. I'm excited about work. I'm there for my team. We're getting shit done. It's, it's good. Sarah, I'm really proud of you. I think that's awesome. Oh, and I think thank that's going to set, <laughs> It sets a really good example, too, because your team may end up going through something, you know, similar, different, but in the same vein where they're going to need a little bit of extra support. And I think that's the best part about having a team is that you can rely on them to lean on. And then, you know, when things kind of shift around, it's like, hey, you can lean on me. And that builds that trust that you can keep the ship running. So I think that's a really great quality as a leader for you to be able to demonstrate for your team. And I'm Really it wasn't happy. easy though. Yes. Like no. I will say like <laughs> I was a solopreneur basically for, I mean, I had a team of contractors, but no one in like full-time employees until about two years ago. So, you know, it still takes a lot for me to like hand things over or kind of let go with things. Um, but I guess, yeah, with more practice, hopefully I'll, it'll become easier, especially after the, the current break of work. I, I feel so good. So Nothing like things out of your control bringing you to your knees to get you rid of your control issues. (laughs) That's happened to me multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Okay, universe, I see you. I see what you're doing. Uh, But how is it? So now it's been how many months since you've been off social media? Oh, yeah, maybe two, two and a half months now, maybe close to three. How does it feel being away from the machine? Oh my God. So good. (laughs) Like I, now that I'm mentally feeling better though, I'm like, I'm feeling inspired to create again. Cause I love creating like all my businesses. They're very creative. So I am getting that itch to like storytell and document and share, but you know, getting up in the morning and not just picking up my phone and scrolling, I get up out of bed and I like, I make it. And then I like, I go see my kids. <laughs> it's just so nice to not have that um, filler. Like when you have a second to spare, it's like, let me see what's happening. I feel so calm and at peace. And it's something I've been striving for, for it feels like forever is to get that like inner kind of calm. And I don't know, just social media just feels like so much mental clutter comes with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you agree? I I would agree. I don't know if I'm articulating myself properly here. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. I definitely okay. think that it has a lot of complexity to it about, like, my personal opinions on social media shift often and a lot of time. And it's kind of, like, similar to you. Am I feeling creative or am I just feeling like I'm just consuming endlessly without any intention and I don't really like that. Mm -hmm. So I've unfollowed, kind of filter as much as I can. And then if I feel like I'm not really loving it, I get rid of it. But 
the social like mornings without social media or even without my phone in general like I try really hard not to look at my phone for the first hour that I'm up I'm Mm. terrible at it but like you it just it does help when I'm prioritizing eating you know drinking my greens doing some stretches like having my probiotic like things like that hanging out (laughs) with my dog that's a little bit better for me mentally and I notice that I can get out of like any kind of funk that I can maybe tinker into a little bit when I'm waking up and I'm immediately reacting to everything that's going on on my phone. Yeah. I feel you. I've tried that before of like not doing it the first, you know, a little bit or even before bed, but I'm just like, I'm an all or nothing person. So like I literally have to delete them off my phone or I will, like when I deleted Instagram, I deleted TikTok. I have to keep downloading Facebook for stupid marketplace, but because <laughs> I like buy and sell a lot of things on there. Uh, yeah. But I was like, I was then going to LinkedIn. I was like spending my nights scrolling on LinkedIn. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, oh, just yeah. stop scrolling. So then I deleted LinkedIn. It was like such a cleansing process to just mm-hmm. stop doing that. And now I'm finally at a place where I don't have that instinct to like, okay, what do I scroll through next? I like I I bought a Kindle and I've been I've read like seven or eight books in the past two months. You. Yes, and I love it. I love that, and that you know I think people can weigh in their own lives what productivity looks like to them because if you are trying to scale or something or you are trying to really hone in on building connections, like maybe scrolling on LinkedIn isn't necessarily a bad thing for you at that moment in time. But when you notice that muscle memory is like you're hanging out with your spouse or a friend and you're like immediately going to LinkedIn without even thinking about it, then it's like, ooh, maybe it's time for me to do a little bit of cleansing. (laughs) Maybe it's time for me to like switch up. What I do is actually move um, my apps around. So my social media apps, I move them. So I'll find myself automatically going to like where it used to be. But I'll just kind of like move them to the back if I'm like, hey, I kind of like need a little bit of a break. And that helps me break that cycle a little bit. It's almost like you're doing the elimination diet where, you know, when people have an allergy or an inflammation and they're like, I need to figure out what it is. They start like eliminating things from their diet and then they start to feel better. And then they're like, "Okay, let me go ahead and reintroduce things back in and see how I feel. So it's like now you're kind of at that point where maybe you are going to be reintroducing something back into your routine and seeing how you like it and then you're like oh okay that was good I'll I'll try something else and you seem like you're a a much better clean slate to try that kind of an approach yes I I'm trying to figure out what I should do like should I just download the apps once a week and do like my posting should I just schedule them from desktop with something like later how do I enter this back in without throwing everything I've done out the window because I I like where I'm at, where I'm not wasting all my time. I don't want to say waste my time because hell, like social media is how I've built my business. So I don't want to discredit there. And I've built a lot of amazing connections and like networking. Like look at us right now. We've met through Instagram. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I need to figure out. Uh, It'll probably be a bit of trial and error, but I'm thinking maybe either like just go on maybe for 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Or like at a like at at noon, you know, like have a schedule or something. Because again, I'm all or nothing, so it's it's yeah. hard for me to do things in balance. I feel you. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, not man. zero to sixty; it's zero or sixty. Like 
Yeah. What are you doing? I totally feel you. Yeah. But you are going to be able to figure it out best for you and, you know, what's going to work with your mindset. And I love that you are pro-therapy. I'm hugely pro-therapy. Everybody, especially entrepreneurs or anyone in the creative space, like get your butt in there. Go talk to someone. It's the best. It's like taking all of those crazy ideas that are mulling around in your head and having someone to kind of help you navigate it so you don't crash and burn. Seriously. Yeah. Therapy. I'm on medication now, and that's really helped too. And I I never thought I would, like, do that. (laughs) Like, oh, I don't need that. Or I'll just, like, do diet and exercise, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But... It was just such a low point for me. I'm like, I I actually, like, I have to have this. Otherwise, I'm concerned. (laughs) It was pretty dark there for a while. So therapy, meds. Now I'm back on my Peloton. It's just kind of like a snowballing effect, actually. Yeah. I was talking to my friend about that when, uh, once you do get that initial bit of help, then it is easy to go and do all those other things that will, like, just have that compounding positive impact. 100%. And I was not in the same vein, but from January until about April of this year, May, I was in, I I wouldn't say depressed, but I was in more of a depressed state for a while where it's like, I was kind of Mm -hmm. like, there's something off. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my nutrition. I don't know if it's my gut, but I just like had no motivation. It was really hard to get out of bed. Um, And I know. So it's like everything you're saying, I'm like, that's like me, but on like higher scale. And so I worked with my therapist who I've literally known my entire life because my mom was, my mom is a therapist. And so she pretty much got my brother and I into therapy like immediately. Like we met our therapist when I I met my therapist when I was in a car seat, like a little baby car seat. Oh my gosh. It's the best. But we're talking about it and she's like, hey, I want you to start trying CBD oil because I don't, I want to, I want, it's not so it's not so intense that I think we need to go to medication, but I'd like you to start trying that and yeah. seeing how it feels. And so I started incorporating CBD oil into my daily routine. And within like three to four weeks of figuring out kind of what like maximizing dosage and like what kind of worked best for me and my schedule, I like clouds moved. Like I was feeling wow. more energetic. I could actually start working out again. And then I also took a hiatus from life. I went on, traveled for three weeks. And then I came back and I was like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm here. Let's rock. So it's amazing what you can accomplish by working with someone who can help you and getting their advice and, you know, their professional opinion on kind of what you need to do. But I originally was resistant to anything. And I said, I don't want to like commit to anything. I don't want to try anything. And Mm -hmm. she's like, would you, if you had someone in your life that was having a hard time, even if they didn't think it was really bad, but it was impacting them and you could see it, would you want them to like give it a shot and try? Oh, that's a good, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yes. I did. (laughs) Obviously. Of Of course I'd want to. So yeah. Oh, this is the mental health episode with Sarah and Hillary. How's it going? Yeah, apparently I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm like totally. No, this is the real stuff. Social. And it is hard, but that's yeah. the part of it is that, you know, I think that there's a lot of blessings that social media has where it brings you together. Like that's obviously how you and I know each other, but it also has its times where it's okay to take a break and pause and not throw yourself into stuff that you just feel like isn't serving you right now. So have you noticed 
you know, how has the response been so far with the app in the community? Has anyone in the community noticed that you're not around anymore on social media or is your team just like taking care of it, taking care of business? I mean, they're taking care of it, but I think it's quite obvious my face isn't showing up there anymore. And that's, you know, I used to like Insta story me taking my dog for walks, like as behind the scenes of the business back in the day. And as soon as I hired a team, social was one of the first things I let go because we, we get lots of tag, lots of DMs, like lots of support questions through our DMs. So it was a lot for me to manage. So it's one of the first things I offloaded. And then ever since then, I kind of, I've taken a bit of a backseat and not showing up there. I always feel guilty that I am not showing up as much as I should. I feel like we probably always feel like we could be doing more as entrepreneurs, just a never ending cycle of guilt. But yeah, I I was showing up there for a a bit in the spring and I'm like, I'm going to show up more. I miss like, like connecting with you guys. I came on for like a hot two seconds and then I just went AWOL again. (laughs) But what's interesting is like whenever I share stories about like my entrepreneur jury on the Life Labs page or like me as a mom or just, you know, showing up imperfectly, it always resonates with the community is what I like whenever we look back at our statistics, those are always in the top 10 performing posts of the quarter of the year. So there's no doubt that people like to see that realness because I... I'm sure you gathered from my interview so far, but I don't hold back. I share it as it is and I don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. So yeah, I think that resonates with people. And yeah, again, I need to figure out my plan there for life laps when I get back on social. I love that. And I love that you've cultivated such a wonderful community that feels supportive and also is you know, I think equally giving back to you as much as you're giving back to them. It just sounds like it's a really nice community for anyone who's curious about creativity and, you know, really expanding to be a it's a safe space for them. And I love that. Totally. Yeah. How has the app like influenced creators on social media? What are you seeing in the community from people who are creating new content, innovating, you know, what does that look like from a communal standpoint as far as how they're showing up using the Life Laps app? Hmm. Yeah, I would say, especially now with TikTok and Reels, there's a need now more than ever to be creating short form video content. And as I mentioned, like not everyone wants to do the pointing and dancing and all that lip syncing stuff. So it's cool to see people create these videos who, you know, they're entrepreneurs that are are using our apps. They're not photographers and videographers, though there are those type of people on the app too. But this one example of, of recently that our social girl Christy shared with me is this girl, she sells beauty counter products, just like makeup and skincare and stuff. So she She's been posting reels of like the products moving, you know, creating an unboxing video. So it looks like the products are all moving by themselves. And when you go to her profile, you see those are the top performing reels, like by double quadruple. So it's it's cool to see these videos are working for these people and it's getting them more reach, getting them more views. It's helping their brand awareness. We're doing an interview with her to see like if it had any impact on her business so yeah, it's it's very 
empowering to see these people create such cool videos who otherwise wouldn't maybe have access to hire, you know, a, a stop motion artist and pay them a couple grand to do that. It's it's quick and easy for them to do it themselves and it fulfills that ticks off the box for the the TikTok and Instagram algorithm. Yeah. That they're outputting that content. Does that answer your question? It sure does. That's awesome. I think that's great that you're able to also, (laughs) like, not just as a creative, cool thing to make, you can also say, hey, this actually is making a difference for this company and how they're connecting with their own communities and how they're selling their product or their service. Like, that's a really cool case study to be able to have under your belt. Yeah. What are some of your all-time favorite creations that you've seen people make using the app? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, there's this one influencer that we hired, like right when we launched, maybe it was in the first year that we launched, and he he created this like video, and it looks like he's flying, and I I like it because I know it took a lot of fucking effort to to make this video. <laughs> so basically, he took a picture each time he was in the air, and he would like he would jump in the air, take a picture, and then like move a bit forward. And then take a picture again when he was in the air again. So when you play it back, like it looks like he's flying. And he did like five different scenes of him, like going around all these spots in Australia. That was definitely, yeah, a really cool one. Another one is from another um, partnership we did with a creator. He's a professional stop motion artist. And we got him to create a tutorial for um, our community inside of our app. He takes a bunch of dirt and he like spirals it around on like a flat lay, like on a piece of paper and it turns into a pine cone. Again, it's one of those more like intricate stop motions. I think it took him an hour to shoot, but if you look at this video, it looks like it would take you days to shoot it. And he, in the video, you can see him like, I don't know if he's using like a toothpick or like a Q-tip or something, but he's like moving each grain. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if you go inside of the app on the bottom, there's there's tutorials and you can access it. But yeah, I love seeing what people come up with. It's it's basically endless creativity with stop motion and you can create these really cool effects of basically magic, making things move on their own or again, like turning the dirt into a pine cone. Yeah. That is so cool. And that's awesome that you're able to find those kinds of partnerships too. How do you even get in touch with people like that? Um, we're pretty in tune with the stop motion community on the old gram. So I don't do the partnerships. Teresa, she is currently on mat leave, but she would reach out to them and yeah, just ask them like, hey, do you want to do a tutorial for us? We'll like compensate you for your time, obviously. And you know, you get, we'll promote your Instagram and the app and everything. So I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited to do more partnerships. She's coming back um, beginning of September. So we've kind of on hold with all that stuff since she's been away for the past year yeah. but um oh yeah you're Canada you guys do a whole year mat leave yes did yes. you get a whole year mat leave no <laughs> my husband is on employment. my I know my husband he is on paternity leave so actually he goes back in September you can actually do up to 18 months in Canada wow what's that like yeah. that must be nice Yeah, that's so my husband did the 18 months um, so I can continue running the business here. That's why that month off too was nice because I'm like, you know what? I haven't really had a mat leave. Yeah, I'm sure. I want to spend time with my kids. (laughs) I'm sure. 
How soon after did you go back to work after you gave birth to the twins? Oh, I was, my laptop was open while they were in the NICU. It was, yeah. Yeah. They were born about two months early because they're twins and I got uh, severe preeclampsia. Like they were fine. They just needed help growing. I don't want to sound insensitive. Like my kids were on life support while I was like posting on Instagram for my business, but um, yeah, they were all good. They just needed a little help growing. So they were needed to be monitored in the NICU for three weeks. And to be honest, they sleep like 22 hours a day. And work was my escape to like get out of that yeah. whole hospital setting. And but yeah, I think I maybe took two weeks off when they initially came home. And then I was just plugging away like while they were napping. Newborns sleep a lot. So I was happy to do that. I was, I was breastfeeding. So it was a nice break for me to not feel like a human cow. (laughs) Times two. (laughs) Literally like one on each boob. Um, Oh man. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like when you become a mom for the first time, it's just like nothing can prepare you for that. And I love my work. So for me, like having, even if it was just an hour that day, like I wasn't leaving them at home for 40 hours a week. I was Mm -hmm. working from home. I worked around their schedules. Even so we only do four day work weeks and I was like maybe doing four hours a day. So yeah, it's wild. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't love that you didn't get more time off, especially in the beginning, because that is such a it seems, I'm not a mom, so I can't really speak firsthand, but it does seem like a big transition. I know that entrepreneurs and also it's a little bit more common in the U.S. to run into people that don't even have a maternity leave. <laughs> yeah, like, that's That's so crazy wild. to me. It's crazy to me. I have a really good friend who did not, worked for a really prominent organization and did not get a maternity leave. And I was like, you need to leave. So she right like now. what gave birth and had to go back yeah, the I mean, next day? Like what she ended up taking PTO. Me? Yeah, she took PTO. And then for like a few days, five days a week, and then she went so back. So what do people do with their kids? Like there's I, like a serious daycare help. issue in Canada. So like we can't even get into daycares. So I don't like do they hire nannies? Like how do they feed their baby? Yeah. Like I have so many questions. She eventually got a nanny and had a lot of help with family. I think her husband was able to take a little bit of time off too. Um, but he was in sales. It's just like, it's crazy. Wow. But it, that I love that you say you have a four day work week. I assume that's something that you implemented for the team. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's always been our thing. <laughs> that is amazing. Tell me what drove yeah. that for you to make that decision for the team and really set that precedent. Yeah, um, I before I launched Life Labs, I was working at a company, and this company they they really wanted me to come on board to do their their social videos. At the time, I was debating like, do I start my own freelance video business or do like do I go in house with another brand? Because I was previously in a similar role for. think four years and I've always had the itch to like do my own thing so like okay how about you come on board four days a week and then it gives you time on the weekends to pursue your own endeavors I'm like sweet like this is best of both worlds I'll take it and I I just loved it like I wasn't necessarily working you know every Friday on my own thing but having that like quote-unquote work-life balance was it made me feel like I could show up more during those four days than stretching it out. Yeah. 
because I was fully rested, you know, like, man, adulting is exhausting sometimes. Sure Feels is. like by the time you like do the laundry and cook and clean and, you know, like, it's like, when do you have time to actually do things you like doing? So yeah. that's always been a thing for me. And I, I want my employees to have that balance or, or pursue what makes them happy on weekends, whether it's a business or whether it's hiking, like whatever it is. So yeah, I'm all about the four-day work week. <laughs> Gosh, I love that. That's awesome. Good for you for setting that example and just really, you know, enabling things that you like and incorporating that into how your team was going to be able to experience a work-life balance. Because I do think sometimes yeah. there's a chip on the shoulder with leadership where it's like, you go through the grind and then you look down and you're like, hey, you have to go through the grind too. You know, I had to do it this way. So you're going to have to do it that way. And I just no, think I'm the opposite. I'm like unlimited vacation time. Like you guys, you haven't taken a break this summer. Like what are you doing? We're closing shop. Yeah. Over the holidays, we closed down between like, I think like Christmas Eve till after the new year. Good for you. I don't know. Sometimes I, I just don't like working. I mean, I feel you. I just want a break. I yeah. feel you. You say you want a break, yeah. but then you go ahead and you start another company or a few. Oh, my God. What's going I on? Know. What triggered that? Tell us how all that is happening and going down. Okay. So, yeah, I have this problem with, like, coming up with business ideas. But then, you know, most people would just leave it at the idea stage. But I, I go full steam. I'm, like, building these businesses. And then they kind of just fall off the face of the earth once they launch. Which business are you referring to? Is it Femtography? Yes. Or the Quote app? I don't okay. even know. I think it was the family one. Uh, okay, yeah. So I discovered when I became a mom, my husband never takes pictures of me and my kids. And that made me sad. I'm like, I have so many nice photos of you with our beautiful twins. And you've literally taken one photo of me in their first four months of life without me having to ask. So femtography was birthed from that experience and really to just solve my own pain point. And it's gone through many iterations. We've, I've actually been really working on that during this past few months because we did a beta test with some users and it went okay, but it needed some improvements. But essentially what it is now is we send a text prompt to typically it is the dads, though in some cases it's the moms. So... It, we text them a prompt once a week to say like, hey, this week when you're out at the playground or doing whatever it is you guys love to do, take a picture of your partner with your kids. Or when you see them cuddling this week, take a picture of that. So it makes it super easy for the partner to remember to take the photo, but also to keep an eye out for these like candid moments. Because, you know, I'm a photographer and videographer, so... And I love like the documentary style, the candid moments. I don't want to be every photo just to be a selfie with me and my kids. Cause to me, that's not, that's not an actual moment. That's you smiling at the camera. Like I want the pictures of me, like giving them baths and reading to them. Like those are, that's real life to me. So these prompts help the partner kind of see those candid moments and it also texts them tips. So it's all iPhone photos, but you know, you could take some really nice photos with your iPhone if you know how to light things properly, how to edit. We've got like, you know, Lightroom presets, all the things. So I love that. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. Really, 
literally trying to get mom in the photo more is, is the mission of photography. That's perfect timing because Eric, my husband, is not the best photographer in the world. Like mm. I can, I think, one scroll on his photo albums and get to like our first date. Like that's how wow. little he takes. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he'll it, he'll need photography. It's kind of increased since we got a dog, but like that's about it. It really is really not a photo yeah. guy, and that's okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I will be um looking into that once we decide to enter the next phase of life. When I pulled other moms on my ins like my personal Instagram, like this was a huge problem. Like I think it was ninety nine percent of the moms says. If they're not the ones who's in photos, they want to be in them. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this I think is a, a huge problem that I can try and help solve. And to me, I think it's like pretty impactful because I want, you know, kids should also have memories with their moms captured, not yeah. just not just with their dads. So, I love that. Yeah. I think that's really brilliant. I think it's awesome too that you were using Instagram polls as kind of market research. Yes. Yeah. And that's I mean, really it's just to like my small audience from my personal Instagram, but. But that's important, yeah, I, you know, that's your yeah. circle. Yeah. And I think that it's really cool that we're able to get that direct feedback now through stories and polls. Mm -hmm. I mean, on LinkedIn, we're able to do polls. Polls perform really well personally for me on LinkedIn. Every time I do them, I'm oh, like. Oh, I've never tried a, a LinkedIn poll. It's, to... it's cool because it's a different yeah. audience, you know, it's not your mm. circle or. Uh, small creators, but you're starting to get a little bit more into business professionals. So it's like, well, yeah, let's, let's poke around. So I think it is cool yeah. that social offers that feedback loop opportunity a little bit more. I always kind of forget about that as a neat feature. Yeah. And then for the people who did have that problem, like you can direct message them and ask them more questions about it. Like, hey, why why doesn't your partner take the pictures? Because they don't remember. They They don't know how. They think you don't want it. Like, Again, I'm not hating on social because it's been so valuable for me, but this break has been nice, but I, I am excited to get back on and, and connect with people and, and learn and do all the things. Yeah. Let's talk about that. The future of Sarah on social in a perfect world. What would that look like for you? Oh my gosh. You know, some days I'm like, I'm going to start a YouTube vlogging channel. That's an entrepreneur. If I I'm just all over the map, man. Like I can't decide anything. So I, I don't know. I think a perfect world. I, I like sharing my life authentically. And I know that word is totally saturated and overused, but I think it does resonate with people the way I, I show up and just tell it like it is. I just want to continue sharing that. Like I'm excited to share about my mental health journey because I remember crying one night to my husband being like, everyone else just, motherhood just looks so easy for them. And they like enjoy it so much. And I've just, during those periods, like it was just so hard for me. So yeah, just sharing, sharing more on that, whether, I don't know, like the time schedule and how I'm going to fit it into my daily life. It's a, if it's a weekly kind of appearance, or if you will. But yeah, continuing to just share my journey is is the future of social for Sarah, I would say. I love it. I think that that's going to be really great to follow along and see how you end up evolving with what you do online and utilizing it mm -hmm. as a additional tool in the toolkit, but not a end all be all because 
I think that it's important for everyone to get to learn from what you're doing. And it's awesome that you've been able to take the break. I will say for femtography, we're like, I'm going to be posting so many photo tutorials, video tutorials on like tips for taking pictures of your kids. So yeah, when I dive back into it, like it'll be pretty full on from that business account. And I'll be doing that because I'm the one creating all the tutorials there. So from a business standpoint, I'll be showing up a lot there, but from a personal, it'll be like same old, just me sharing my life. <laughs> I love it. Let the audience know where can they follow along on you and your different ventures, your different companies. How can sure. they support you? Yeah. So my Instagram is at Bolandia underscore. So B-O-L-A-N-D-I-A and then underscore. For life laps, if you want to learn stop motion or get some ideas for whether you're a brand or a creator or whatever it is, go to our life laps Instagram account. It's life. Oh my god, what is it? Life underscore life laps app. Life laps <laughs> underscore app. Yes, life laps underscore. L i f e l a p s e underscore app a p p. And then fantography is just f a m t. M-t-o-g-r-a-p-h-y. Use your brains, people. Use your brains. Oh Fam like family photography. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can't smell, spell the name of my business. I feel you all the time. Yeah. I am constantly thinking about what it is that I'm actually doing. <laughs> oh, scramble brain, scramble brain. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Everyone go check out Life Laps, check out Famtography, check out Sarah and be there for her when she gets back online. Maybe it'll even be by the time this podcast airs. You never know what you're going to get. But go download Life Laps. Give it a shot. You guys have a free trial, right? We do. Yeah. Seven day free trial. Go use it. Have some fun, guys. Have a good time and let us know what you think. All right, Sarah. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. Thanks, Hillary. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Social Complex Podcast. Your support means the world to me. So if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, be sure to leave a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. We'll be releasing a new episode every Tuesday, bringing you various stories, deep dives, and discussions around the complexities of social media in our modern world. To follow along for more, be sure to follow us at Your Social HQ on Instagram or check out Social HQ at www.yoursocialhq.com. I'm your host, Hillary Applegate, and I'll see you back here next week. Stay sane out there.